What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the show. This is Real Reality Realness with Brian K. James, the podcast where I, your host, Brian, interview figures in music, reality TV, and pop culture about their lives, their perspectives, and their platforms. Join me five days a week as I get to know some of my favorite people through their points of view and their journeys to their personal greatness. Lock in while I clock in, because we are about to get into it. going on everybody brian k james here and i'm so excited to let you know that this podcast is being brought to you in part by outlander media network outlander's mission is to bring you the most exclusive alternative content from across the web from the farthest reaches invading your space we appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in and never want you to forget to embrace your inner outlander I am Brian K. James, and this is Real Reality Realness. Alrighty, everybody, welcome and welcome back. This is Real Reality Realness. I'm Brian K. James, and I put the mess in the message. I am so excited to have my guests on the show today. They are a recording artist with an incredible voice and an uncanny knack for writing lyrics and naming their songs. And I cannot wait to share her story with you all today. Ladies, gentlemen, and every gender or lack thereof in between, join me in welcoming to the show, the Aaliyah Sheffield. Hi. Hello, love. How are you doing today? I'm doing okay. It's kind of early for me. Um, it's like technically not early, but you know, uh, it's like 11 a.m. But I'm doing good. <laughs> <laughs> I totally understand. Thank you so much for being here. How are you doing? I am doing well. I am honored to speak with you. I am such a fan of your music, so I am so excited to pick your brain a little bit. I am just so grateful to have you on. Well, thank you for having me. Absolutely. It is my pleasure. Now, on a scale of 1 to 10, how inspired are you today? Um, today, I'm giving it a 4. <laughs> I'm giving my- it a 4, but I'm pushing myself through it through the day anyway okay there any reason why or just not feeling it today or is it just still early um just just one of them days and it's uh, and it's also early and last night was a very very late into the morning a night for me but other than that it's just you know just one of them days but you still have to you know, force yourself to get through the days anyway totally understand that what has been the biggest thing you've learned in 2023 so far? 
Um, the biggest thing I've learned in 2023 so far is pushing through on days when you don't feel like it and doing it just uh, and just knowing that at the end of the day you'll feel better that you push through yes ma'am I totally feel that I'm learning that as well it's definitely I something work. that people learn and it's always that's why I'm always honest when people ask me because I want them to I, not not because I want them to know it in, in a negative way I want them to know that I'm pushing through anyway and that it's possible for you to push through anyway Absolutely. Thank you so much for that. Um, what do you want to manifest before the year is over? Um, healing. Healing for not only myself, but for the world in general. Mm, I appreciate that. Because Lord knows I need it. <laughs> Everybody needs it right now. It's been a crazy couple of years. And this year is one of them years too. So it's uh, just wishing healing for everybody. Yes, ma'am. Thank you so much. Um, talk to me about the first time that music changed your life. Um, the first time music changed my life was probably in elementary school, and I started playing the clarinet, and it just gave me uh, an outlet for like a lot of pent up energy, and it gave me something to focus on and something to really like grasp and like grab onto and uh and it was just because of a band teacher just gave me a clarinet um but uh yeah it's probably the first time music changed my life was in elementary do you think that it was something that was like an instant shift or do you think that it was like oh this is a cool outlet um i feel like it was an instant shift for me because i was always listening to music but then um the act of learning the music and then getting it right was just especially the first time is just something that you can't replace it's a feeling that you can't replace totally understand that do you play any more of the um uh 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 of the the instruments now or is it just clarinet um, I play the saxophone and I play um, uh, piano now, but, but I still play instruments and stuff. I haven't played in a while. I haven't played clarinet and saxophone in a while, but um, those were like my first instruments before I even started singing. So they have a, a place in my heart, a special place in my heart. Nice. Okay. Yeah. So so when did the vocals come into play like when did you discover your singing voice um when i wanted to uh write songs and stuff and uh this was like in high school i started singing in like maybe my sophomore year in high school and i was like okay well i gotta i gotta figure out how to write songs and can't get anybody to sing them so i was just writing songs and getting my thoughts out that way and learning how to sing through that way and like chorus and stuff like that Okay. Yeah, so that was a little later in life. Very nice, though. Can you remember, like, the moment that it clicked for you that music was your chosen path in life? Um, I would say I had been doing music um, in school for a while, but it didn't really click to me that it was something that I wanted to do um, beyond school until um, I 
maybe my senior year in high school and I had a chorus teacher that just really, um, really, really encouraged me to sing and even encouraged me to apply to college and stuff because I wasn't thinking about it beyond high school. And um, that just made me stick with it. Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. You mentioned that you first started writing lyrics in high school. Can you remember what your first lyrics were about? Probably some type of heartbreak. <laughs> I'm pretty sure <laughs> it was probably about some stupid boy. <laughs> I love that. about a bad relationship going wrong. Uh, what all of our first lyrics are about. Exactly. Or like just even a crush or something like that. It was most likely a crush on somebody or something. Um, I can't necessarily remember exactly, but I'm sure that's what it was. Absolutely. Were your dreams of pursuing music supported by your environment and your village growing up? Or or did you find yourself having to be your own cheerleader? Um, I was my own cheerleader a lot, um, but my mother eventually came around because she realized that, you know, this is pretty much, she's not going to leave me alone about this. So she eventually came around. She wanted me to be a teacher, but because she's a teacher, but um, she's, she's like one of my biggest cheerleaders now. So I love it. She was like, can you just teach music? Like, <laughs> yeah, she definitely wanted and I did. <laughs> I did end up doing that um, in, a, in a very unconventional way. Not the way that she wanted me to, but I did end up teaching music for a while. Um, so she got the best of both worlds, but you know, performing and writing uh, just kept calling me. Absolutely. I love that. Yeah. How did that level of support impact your ambition to succeed today? Um, it, it just lets me know that um, I have to you know keep going and even if I don't keep going even if it doesn't work out I know that I have some help and from my mother I have a place to lean on of someone to lean on or something like that but it just it just know lets me know that I should keep going when you have people telling you that oh this is great you should keep you should keep sharing your music you should keep um, writing you should keep doing it it's something you love so and knowing that just kind of helps you keep going on days when you're not like 100%. For sure. Who does Aaliyah Sheffield make music for? Um, for people who feel like uh, they are the only ones feeling something or they're the only or they're like alone in, um, in like thoughts that a lot of people don't say out loud. Cause I know I do that a lot. Um, I tend to overshare and just in my regular life and in songs, and it's always stuff that people wouldn't feel comfortable saying. Um, and and I just say it anyway because you know you're damned if you do and you're damned if you don't. Um, and I speak to I feel like I make music for people who are afraid to voice these type of things. I would agree. That's very accurate. I've been listening to a lot of your music leading up to this interview, and it it, it is it's very my thought bubble. It's like, oh yeah, yeah, mm-hmm, accurate, agree. <laughs> couldn't have said it better myself. Couldn't have wrote it. Couldn't have sung it better myself. I agree one hundred percent. Right. 
it, it helps me too sometimes knowing that other people are feeling this too because it makes me feel like I'm not insane. So. 100 percent like i like i felt bad about not wanting anybody in my house until i listened mm. to you i was like yeah yeah and that song is more it's about more than not wanting people in your house and about not wanting people in your spirit it's about not wanting people in your mind as well it's all about wanting to protect yourself and protect uh the space around you in more than one way but a house is something that people can really visualize and and see it's very your you know um like i like i i kind of lean that song to like <laughs> the reference of like the a chair is not a chair reference <laughs> yeah 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 <laughs> very 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 it, it, it's definitely a house is not a home <laughs> Right. Except yours is like without my peace of mind. And sometimes exactly. my peace of mind does not include all of y'all vexing my energy. Get out. Exactly. Like some of y'all gotta go. <laughs> Absolutely. I love that so much. How would you say that your music feels? Um, I would say that it feels uh like honesty and it feels like um place to go when you're tired of keeping secrets. Mmm. Mmm. I like that. I like that. It's like, it's a place to be yourself. Absolutely. Like, I would say that, like, your music is, like, when you want to tell somebody something that they probably don't want to hear and you probably aren't prepared to tell them, your music is like what they listen to to like get themselves in the in the proper spirit mm-hmm. to like yes. to look for something that somebody some real shit to somebody yes and I've completely accepted that role in my life <laughs> I love that it's a beautiful role to have because you'll never be out of work people <laughs> always need to hear the real shit <laughs> absolutely for anyone who's never heard your music before what would be a song of yours that you would recommend as an introduction to Aaliyah Sheffield? Uh, probably Antihero. Mm. Tell me why. Because that song, um, I feel like that song just basically describes humanity and how how we look at people and uh, how we judge who's right and wrong about things and how we um, put people on pedestals and stuff like that. I just really think it's a, um, a song about how we feel about people and how we feel about morals and stuff like that. Sorry, I say stuff like that a lot. But like, I, I feel like it's, um, it's a really, just something that I'm always thinking about. It just, it, it, are you the villain in this situation? Somebody's always gonna, you're gonna be a villain in everybody's story, in somebody's story along the way, even if you have the best intentions. So uh, I think about that a lot. So I would definitely recommend that song. We love a perpetual stream of consciousness. We need that in music. <laughs> it's constantly going. <laughs> need that in music, I'm telling you. Yes. Speaking of, what are your current thoughts on the state of music right now? 
Um, my current thoughts on the state of music is uh, there are a lot of people that are making thoughtful, conscious music. It's just up to the consciousness or humanity, people who are looking for that, to go and look for that because they're not going to um, put conscious music on the forefront. They're not going to just put that in front of your face. They're going to put stuff in front of your face that it's meant to distract you not, and I hate using the term distract you but they're going to put stuff in the front of your face that's meant to make you not think about how terrible the world is sometimes and that's what's going to be on the front anything that's anything that's talking about anything real is usually going to be something that you're going to have to look for and I think um music there's plenty of that in music now and I think people instead of saying that it isn't any of that they need to act just look for it absolutely I agree with that 100% because it seems like people who are giving us the music that they say isn't out there like real R&B conscious rap Mm -hmm. um, substance you can find examples out there they're just not getting that everybody else is getting yeah, it's everywhere. You just have to like just look for it because it's not going to be the first serving you get. You're going to get a serving of something that's lighter first. Absolutely. Who is in Aaliyah's top five? Um, Lauren Hill, uh, Nina Simone, currently Marvin Gaye, uh, and that's three so far. Say India Ari and Kendrick Lamar. Love. Beautiful top five. Love yeah, that. Those are my current. Right. It, it changes weekly, but those are what I've been listening to a lot this week. I completely feel you on that. Mine will change by the day that it just depends on what I'm feeling yeah. and what my YouTube music mix will give to me that day. Because some. Yeah. Cause YouTube music be on it. Shout yeah. out to y'all. Yeah, YouTube music, sometimes those mixes are great. Yeah. Describe the moment that you'll feel like you've arrived or like you've made it. Um, Free. I don't actually know what that would feel like, to be honest. Um, uh, I really don't know what it'll feel like um, to I don't even have a description for that Uh, maybe one day I will but I don't have one right now I actually love that answer because it instantly tells me like where your focus is when it comes to creating your art and you know people want to you know make money survive you know pay their bills with their art art and you know doing all of those things but it really just shows like the integrity that comes along with your music because it's like I'm not even thinking about what what the big break is or like what that looks like I'm just yeah. focusing on the best music and the most honest music possible and I truly commend that thank you thank of course. you I do, I do think about that but I really don't have an answer and it's usually um, I'm just writing I'm just making music I love that so if you had to think about it or surmise in any type of way how will your music change the industry i think um 
I want people to think more about what they're saying in the song, not necessarily having the music all be good messages or happy messages, but think about if the song has a message. It doesn't have to be a positive, like it doesn't have to be a inspirational message, but um, I, I hope that my music makes people realize that they can write, write about things that people are feeling or things like just feelings. It doesn't have to be um, a preachy song. It doesn't have to be um, an inspirational song, but just something that means something. I love that. I love that. Because, you know, it's crazy how I listen to so so much music now. And there's a couple things that I've noticed. One, that music is reverting back to the way that it was in like the um, 30s and the 40s when the entire song was a minute long. And that's mm-hmm. all you got. When you thought it was a clip of a song and I was like, no, that's it. <laughs> that's it. Music is getting shorter and shorter by the day, and I don't understand what where that's I, coming I, I from. I have my know. opinions on the shortness too. I don't necessarily think a song has to be long to make prove a point either. Um. For sure, but it just but the but the radical shift has shocked me. Like like over the past three to four years, it's like music has gone from being four minutes to being under two minutes, and I'm like, what does that mean? It means that a lot of people are focused heavily on content and making music um, geared towards being content creation friendly. Mm. I didn't think about that. Because I was like, what, what, like, do people just not have things to say? Are they just finding more contextualized ways to say it? Or like, what, like, what is happening? I think that's a lot of it. I think a lot of people make uh, music now to fit content and stuff like that. And I'm not saying it is it, it's anything wrong with that because there's a place for everything. But um, I just think that's just a, a common occurrence now. Yeah, for sure. Not anything good or bad, but I just want to yeah. like understand where the market is and like where music is right now and like what's actually happening because I see things happening so quickly and I'm like, well, what, 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 what sparked that? What, what's with that? Like, like, why are we doing that now? And I'm like, hmm. No opinion, but I'm just curious. Yeah, it's just, it's just interesting <laughs> when you look at um, when you kind of look at the things that have developed in technology in the last couple of years too and you can kind of follow the trail of the developments of uh, technology and what content is popular and see why music is doing why music is going the route it is that makes sense would you mind playing a game with me sure Okay. Have you ever heard of the game This or That? Uh, no, I haven't. I think I heard of it, but I don't remember what happened in it. Well, it's very simple. The way that I like to explain it is I'll give you two choices, and they'll be based on your POV as somebody who's in the music industry, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll give you these two options. And the way that I explain it is you're Tyra Banks, and the last two people are... are standing there and you only have one photo in your hand you can only choose one. Oh god okay okay no pressure <laughs> okay okay here we go 
Um, which is better, publishing money or show money? Probably publishing money because you can't do shows forever. True. Okay. Okay. Publishing money isn't a lot, but you think about um, when your body is incapable of doing shows, you have publishing money. Very true. Okay. Do you prefer a rapper for a feature or another singer for a feature? Um... <laughs> right now I'd say a rapper but it okay. would have to be like somebody that I respect fair enough fair enough sign to a label or be indie um I'm the high one too I say I'll say uh I can't say BND because I'm in the label. So I would say um, just whatever one makes you happy and whichever one spits whatever artist. But most people, I would probably recommend um, being indie. Okay. I dig that. Go, would you rather go on tour with your favorite artist or headline your own tour? Um headline my own tour because you can go on tour with your favorite artist and then they end up not being your favorite artist anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Sidebar question. Has that ever happened? Like, have you ever met one of your idols and it hasn't gone the way that you hoped it would have went? Um, I haven't met anybody in person, but um, all of the people that I've spoken to that I looked looked up to so far have been really nice. So, I, I, that has not happened to me yet. But I'm very aware <laughs> today that it will. <laughs> <laughs> Fingers crossed and knock on wood. Yes. <laughs> okay. Now, would you rather win a Grammy or win a Soul Train Award? Um, I don't know, honestly. I'll have to say Grammy. Okay. Say Grammy. Yeah. Okay. Get your body done or stay natural? Um, stay natural because who paying for that? Um, <laughs> I no no hate to the people that do that do get their body done because I'm all for um you working on things that make you happy and if that makes you happy do it but um at the same time for me who is paying for that <laughs> she said I'm spending my budget elsewhere thank you I had a whole lot of other things I need to worry about spending money on it's not gonna be that I know that's right would you rather use a sample as is or rework it into something completely new rework it into something completely new um we uh, that's one of the things I've always loved about like uh listening to some of my favorite rap records is 
figuring out where the sample came from and being like, oh my God, how did they put that together? So I would like to rework it into the point where you're just like, I know I heard that somewhere. But you can't ever really type, put your finger on it. And then the moment you do, it's like, the feeling when you figure out where, where a sample came from, like after years of listening to the song, it's just a crazy feeling. So I always think about that with samples. It's one of those brown sugar moments. Like, like, yeah. like, Brown Sugar is like one of my like top ten favorite movies ever. Mm-hmm. But it's really one of those brown sugar moments where it's like that's hip hop. When you figure out where the sample came from, you're like, ah, I, I, I. Oh, I had a moment. Like, I was like, that's where this came from. And those moments are like really great, especially like walking somewhere you hear and you like hear it and it finally clicks. Yes, like for me, the first time that I realized that Fuji La was a sample of Tina Marie, mm-hmm. I was like, ah, it's so oh many, it's so like that. It was another song that they had. I can't remember the name of the song at the moment. Um, the Fuji is a Fuji song, and um, the sample is from a song called uh, Memories of the Alhambra. And I didn't get the, I didn't know that, I didn't realize where that sample came from until I was like last year, maybe watching the K drama and like they're playing the guitar to to it. And I'm like, why is the Fuji's in this K drama? And, uh, and I'm like, here goes the sample. Love that. I love that. And you know, that makes me think, going back to what we were talking about earlier uh, about music getting shorter. And in, and in correlation to samples with that, do you think that's why people are using samples more blatantly because music is getting shorter so they need it to be more like obvious what the sample is? I do think that has something to do with it. I think it's also, um, uh, uh, I'm probably gonna say this word completely wrong, but it's also like a nostalgia thing. So um, it's like people know that that song was popular during this time and and they're trying to bring back the feeling that you had when you listened to the original sample. And I get why people do it. Yeah, not complaining about it, but it did just make me think, I was like, well, maybe this, are, are those two things connected or am I just being a Virgo when I'm over there? I don't necessarily know that if they're connected, but they could be. It could be connected. Especially hmm. with the attention span now, it's just like you have a certain amount of time to grab people's attention. Sometimes the sample is what does it. Yeah, very interesting. But anyway, when it comes to vocals, do you prefer big vocals like Whitney or smooth vocals like Aaliyah? Um. I'm going to say I prefer uh, big vocals like Whitney because I like listening to those and figuring out how they did that. Dig it. Totally dig it. Okay. Let's say you're about to release a new project, right? Mm-hmm. Do you prefer your fir- your first single from the new project to be a solo release or a song with a feature? I, I would prefer it to be a solo release. Love that. Love that. She said, let me talk my sh- please. Let me handle this. This this mine. I got this. Yeah, because I mean, you, it, 
people will expect that throughout the release, I would rather them expect me throughout the release. Exactly. Like, I hate when people are like, you know, I'm getting ready to release a new project. And then the first question that people are asking, like, so who do you have on it? Yeah. Me. <laughs> and, for, and of course, I'm going to say that I haven't done any features yet. So I'm just like, me, of course. It's like, we'll get there when we get there. Thanks. Yes. Oh, my goodness. So last question with the game, right? Would you prefer your song to, or would you rather, or is it better for your for your song to blow up with? Uh-oh. Phone froze up. Hello. Hello. A lot of words in. I can't hear you because your phone. My phone is freezing, and I don't know if it's me or you. Hello. Oh, can you hear me now? Okay. There we are. Yeah, I don't know what happened because my yeah. Wi-Fi is still on. <laughs> <laughs> Could be Skype. No yeah. shade, Skype. We love. But yeah, um, would you rather, or is it better for a song to blow up via radio play or via streams in today's market, or in your opinion? I think it doesn't really matter, honestly. Um, streams, it, it like I, it doesn't matter either way. Uh, people still say radio is great, but I think um, streaming, um, it, it really doesn't matter. So I can't really choose for that one. It's just like either or is kind of works in your favor. Nice. Okay, that makes sense. Sweet. So uh, talk to me about your writing process. What is your most consistent source of inspiration? Uh, Life. Literally life. Um, I could just be walking down the street and hear somebody having a conversation or I could be having a conversation. I could be watching TV. Um, Anything kind of inspires me from life. I absolutely love that. I, so <laughs> that just made me think about Jill Scott because she 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 once spoke about how she wrote the song Long Walk. Mm-hmm. And basically that exact same that exact same statement. And I was like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. To be that. honest, that's basically how I wrote um, Earth's Ghetto, literally walking down 15th Street um, by the place that I was staying in Mexico. I was walking down the street and describing my surroundings. I absolutely love that because that was going to be my next question. Like, how do you go about naming your records or your albums? Because Earth is extremely ghetto. <laughs> like, that, like, that, like, that is a, a fact. <laughs> I, I don't know. I, sometimes I just uh, name stuff off of like uh, conversations I was having or something that I find funny um, or a really frank statement that I know would just sound really blunt. Like I don't like people is very a very blunt statement. But that kind of came from like um, reading a 
Goldberg article. When I say life, literally life, I was reading an uh, article about her and not talking about how she didn't like anybody in her house and she just why she didn't want to be married. And I was like, oh, I like this. And, and there's a song. And that's usually how the titles come about. I absolutely love that. Because I think, like, a fourth of the reason why I love your music so much is the titles. I'm like, you just know exactly what you're going to get. It's like, yeah, Earth is ghetto. Yeah. I want people guessing. I want them to know right up front. Like, I'm about to rant about this subject in the song. It is everything. I love it. It is absolutely beautiful. Um, now, in your opinion, outside of sales, outside of numbers and industry politics and all of the other stuff, in your opinion, what is your best song and what is your best album? Um, of artists that I like? Well, of yours. Um, uh, probably, I think, uh, probably the introduction on my, um, on my album is one of, probably one of my favorites, but it's not even a full song yet. Well, I mean, it is a full song, but the full version of it isn't out yet. And I'll probably release that one day, but it's basically talking about the circumstances of the world and how you're just watching them and just watching all of this tragedy happen and there's nothing you could do about it except no matter you can donate and you can do all of that stuff but you could just kind of just sit and wait because people in charge are just greedy and full of hate mm. so that's probably like one of my favorites at this moment but um, it, it changes <laughs> I love that okay what in <sighs> What's been your proudest moment as an artist so far? Um, I don't know if it's a proud moment, but it's a it's just something that I think about constantly. Um, uh, that I'm still going. It's not necessarily a moment. It's more of a I've been making music for over ten years now, and I'm still going, and I'm still creating stuff, and. Uh, and just knowing that I'm still going to be doing that, whether people are listening or not, is a proud moment for me. I live for that. I live for that. In your opinion, what makes a perfect song? Um, a song that can make you feel something in the first verse. Mm. A song that could grab, could grab you with like not necessarily shock value grab you but like something that can make you sit and listen in the first verse and make you say okay I gotta see what's going on with the rest of this song and I usually think that makes a good song is if you can grab somebody's attention within that first verse and that chorus okay I live for that cause when I sit back and think about like my history with music a lot of songs that I think about and I've thought about thinking like this actual thought a lot a lot of people's best songs or a lot of the best songs out there the best part of the song is the second verse mm -hmm. and I don't know why that is but I do find that very consistent in, in music not in any like specific time period but 
in maybe it's just my music selection maybe i maybe i just have a really w- weird ear for music mm-hmm. but a lot of music that i love i've realized that like what hooks me is the second verse i don't yeah, know what that is that's interesting it's very interesting and it's very weird but logically it makes sense that the first verse should be what's captivating because you know like I always think about Diddy and saying like he doesn't think that a song is a hit if it doesn't catch him in the first 10 seconds Mm -hmm. so I'm like well what if the first 10 seconds is just the beat (laughs) I by the lyrics so I'm always paying attention, to, paying more attention to that than the beats a lot. So I think that's why I think about the first verse because I'm always paying attention to the lyrics. Yeah, because for me, I'm always like, I always know that a song is good if I learn it by accident. Mm-hmm. If I learn the lyrics by accident, I know it's the end. Yeah. Love that. Um. Do you think at this point in your career, you've you've been making music for 10 years as as you've mentioned before do you think you found your voice as an artist or do you think that that's just an ever growing and moving thing I think it's an ever growing um, changing thing because I'm even now learning things that I I didn't I wasn't doing in all these 10 years so I'm always learning and developing my sound as an artist um, you're never going to be done for sure what do you want your stamp on the music industry to be? Um, I just uh, probably uh, I want my stamp to be uh, that you can be an artist um, that's, that talks about things. You can be an artist that um, uh, makes it in music or gets in music, um, gets somewhere in music when you're older you can uh, be yourself. That that kind of wants that to be my thing. I love that. Can you compare that to the legacy that you want to leave behind just as a human being? Um, as a human being, um, I don't necessarily know what legacy I want to leave behind, but I want it to be known that I tried as a human to be somebody that cared about humanity and somebody that cared about um, how people feel and stuff like that. I want that to be my legacy. I love that. Talk to us about, before we go, what we should be expecting from you in the near or distant future. What's coming up for you? Um, I'm currently working on a lot of music, working on another EP. Um, It's more me ranting about uh, social issues uh, and issues with society, uh, the government, and all types of stuff. It's just me. (laughs) Theories and songs. Um, So that's coming soon. I absolutely love it. I am excited. Do we have a time frame or should we just be staying tuned, stay plugged into the Instagram? Um, I don't have a time frame at the moment, but just stay um, tuned into my Instagram. I'll talk about updates. I try to keep people updated as much as I can without being annoying. Um, but uh, yeah, just try to stay updated. Uh, just follow me on Instagram and YouTube, and I'll be letting people know when I have new music coming out. 
I love it. I love it. Okay. Um, what do you want to accomplish in the next five years? Um, in the next five years, I want to um, release an album. Uh, I haven't released a full album yet. Um, and I want to um, at least do one tour because I haven't done that yet. And I want to do more shows. Um, and I just want to do a little bit more living. Love that. Okay. Is there anything that you'd like to share with me and the audience that I didn't get a chance to cover during our conversation today? Um, I can't think of anything at the moment. Uh, <laughs> but I think I've kind of shared a lot. But um, yeah, I just um, take care of yourselves and try not to be so hard on yourself as life gets hard thank you so much I love that so last but certainly not least where can the people find you the music and all things um, the Aaliyah Sheffield where can we find you the music and all of that stuff and all of the things that you want to promote um, you can find me on my website at www.aliasheffield.com or www.earthisghettoiwantoleave.com um, because, you know, we got to go. <laughs> and um, all of my social media is Aaliyah Sheffield, so you can find me to that. Um, that's usually going to be my ad. It's going to be my name. Perfect. I love it. On that note, that has been our show, folks. I appreciate every single one of you guys for tuning in to help me to facilitate these conversations. We have to go let Miss Sheffield go out and be great, continue to write music, go out and observe the world so she can tell us how ghetto and fucked up it is. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. But I want to extend an extra special thank you to Aaliyah Sheffield for blessing the podcast today. Thank you so much for being here. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Come back anytime. I can't wait for the new music to come out. I can't wait for you to go on tour. I have to see you live. We have to see again. I am so excited for all the things that you have coming up. Thank you so much again. Thank you very much. Absolutely, of course. And with all of that being said, I want to remind all of you guys out there to be real, stay in reality, and always, always bring the realness. Mm-hmm. I am James. This has been Real Reality Realness. And until next time, I love every single one of you guys from the bottom of my green heart emoji. Misbehave yourselves and, you know, live life. Peace. Bye, guys.